Welcome to the Chasing Spirituality Podcast. I'm your host, Megan, and I'm so excited that you're joining me today. Each episode is full of heartfelt and expansive content that will really help you expand your consciousness and grow as a person. I created this podcast because I wanted to share my own personal experiences on my spiritual journey, but I also wanted to meet others and have them share what they've been through and how they've gotten to where they are today. If you haven't done so already, it would really mean a lot to me if you could rate and review the podcast. This really helps the podcast grow and reach more people, but it also allows me to get more guests on the show. Now on to today's topic. Hello, everyone. I wanted to pop on here and talk about some major breakthroughs that I've been experiencing. Uh, talk about my own personal journey and what I've been working on for the last several months. And um, I know a lot of you like my personal stories, so you can consider this to be a personal story episode. Um, I'm going to talk about some things that I've channeled and um, kind of how this has led me to some new stuff I've been working on. So you can expect uh, some future episodes that are linked to these things that I've been experiencing and learning. And that's going to be really exciting for me um, as well as you guys. So um, first, I guess, let's talk about the beginning of the year. So I would say towards the end of 2022, beginning of 2023, I realized that I really was disconnected from <clears throat> from my body and from my intuition um, as far as like communicating through my body. Um, I was finally listening to um, my clear sentience, but as far as like physical sensations and trusting my own body when it's sending the cues, I was really disconnected from that. I was really... Um, not trusting and listening to my body. A really big thing with that is with eating. Eating is something that um, is a big part of my journey. It's something that I've struggled with. And so I started really paying attention to that, especially when I got back from Sedona. But up until that point, I really just knew that I needed to work on the relationship with my body. I needed to work on my sacral chakra. I needed to work on connecting to my feminine my feminine energy and um, trusting to um, just go with the flow and go with ease. I'd also been working on um, really, um, I'm trying to think of the best way to describe this, um, having confidence in my body because um, a lot of my self-worth issues I've worked on as far as my confidence in my abilities, my confidence in um, the way that I think and the way that I communicate, but I haven't worked a lot on the confidence side with my body. And so I know that that was also connected to not just like the superficial wounds that I'm carrying around that most of us carry around um, from just society and limiting beliefs and um, not loving ourselves aspect, but I knew that I needed to go a little bit deeper into the actual feeling of why I uh, dissociate from my body and why I can't connect to my body. And so this all kind of started from what I remember in December. And like I said, it kind of um, 
picked up pace, it kind of changed and different um, elements started to come forward. And as I started to realize um, certain things, one of the things that came up for me was growing up, I went um, without a lot. Now, I don't want to give the impression that I um, was actually starving or anything like that. There was always something to eat, but that something may have been like crackers or stale chips or, you know, something like that. Um, I did grow up in poverty. And so there were a lot of times in my household where there weren't a lot of things to eat. Now, um, this created a pattern within myself where when I would get good food, so when payday would roll around and we would go grocery shopping or we would splurge and I would get fast food or something like that, this became a reward for me. This this uh, reward that I began to look forward to and I started to reward myself more and more with food and I started to eat emotionally and I started to uh, connect emotionally to food. This also played a big part in how I was raised. You guys know if you've listened to other episodes, I've talked about how um, I didn't have the best um, parents growing up as far as giving me the right love and attention that I needed. So I was very neglected. I was very independent and on my own a lot. And so I was also using food to kind of stuff down and suffocate some of those emotions that I didn't know how to process at a young age. And since this started at such a young age, this created that pattern of needing food to feel anything, needing food to feel fulfilled, to feel loved, to feel happy. So I started using food as a way to celebrate, to reward myself. But also, as most of you know, if you emotionally eat in that way, you also will emotionally eat when you're stressed, when you need a pick-me-up, because it works both ways. You're, you're looking for those um, endorphins. So this is something that I've been struggling with. This is something that I still struggle with. This is something that I'm currently working on. But I did have some breakthroughs through that because I didn't realize that I actually um, did go without that often in childhood. And so I kind of had um, a flashback when I was doing a meditation where I saw myself standing in my childhood kitchen in front of an empty pantry. And I realized that was very often that happened very often to me. And it, it, it just it didn't click. I didn't have that puzzle piece click yet. And so that kind of helped me um, um, kind of move forward in that and understand that I really have to work on trusting my body when my body is hungry, when my body wants food and listening to that feeling versus the feeling of my mind wanting that pick me up, wanting that emotional validation. And so that's something I'm currently working on. But then that also changed and went even further into other things that I have around my body. And one of those things that came up was me wanting to be able to express myself more um, sensually and sexually. And a lot of stuff came up with that around guilt. And I realized that um, I have a lot of guilt around my body being viewed um, as sexual because in the past I have um, had people find me sexually attractive that shouldn't have. And that may have been um, grown adults when I was an underage child. Um, there were many cases of that. There were many cases where someone who found me sexually attractive was actually partnered to a friend of mine. And then that friend becomes angry at me 
even though, you know, like I didn't reciprocate those feelings. And so that was also a pattern that I noticed that came up. And so working on that guilt that's, that's there, that even though logically I can look at that and say, I have no reason to feel guilty about my body. I have no reason to feel guilty about wearing whatever I want to wear, expressing myself the way I want to express myself. I have no reason to feel guilty that logically I know that, but there's still some of that um, energy from all of those things that happened throughout childhood and throughout my life that I'm working to release. And so I've had a lot of breakthroughs with that. And this kind of led me into also learning more that not all of this is from my current life. Um, these blockages that I have in my sacral chakra, they're not all linked to Megan's incarnation. They're also linked to past lives, but they're linked to my ancestors. And so I started looking more into ancestor work and how to work with that trapped ancestor energy that lives within our DNA because they've done studies and they did studies on mice where I don't know if you've heard of this uh, study before but it's it's pretty interesting and it proves that the pain and the suffering and the trauma that our ancestors experience gets passed on through the DNA. And so what they did with these mice is they would introduce the smell of rose and at the same time, they would shock them. So pain and the smell of rose, they continued that pattern over and over and over, over again until eventually all they would have to do is allow the mice to smell the rose and they would still react as if they were in pain, even though they weren't touched. Well, then the mice bred and they would test the offspring and they went many generations and discovered that if they introduced the smell of rose to the to this, these mice, they would still react as if they were in pain, even though pain was never introduced. So this proves that the pain, the suffering, the trauma, the experiences that live within our ancestors' DNA, if they were not healed and they were not addressed, they're passed on to us. So a lot of the wounds that we work on, they're ours. A lot of the inner child stuff, a lot of the, the teenage child stuff, a lot of that is programmed in us but if we really look at it it's also programs from our parents and from their parents and from their parents and we can release all day long what belongs to us but how do you go further and release what belongs to an ancestor and so that's kind of the work that I've been doing lately um, and it happened very spontaneously what happened is I was doing a meditation and I felt um, Archangel Haniel come up behind me and I just knew that it was her and um, I don't work with her often so it was it was definitely a surprise it wasn't you know someone that I was expecting but she came up and she came came up behind me and I could just feel her resting you know like resting her hands on my shoulders and um I wrote all this down so I may look at my journal to make sure that I don't forget to tell you guys anything um, because it was really the, the craziest experience <laughs> that I've ever had. So she stood behind me and she put her hands on my shoulders and she invited me to look into my ancestors so that I could release something from my sacral. So she, she was inviting me to do that. And I want to describe what she looked like. I didn't put this part in my journal. 
Um, so when she first approached me, she she was very um, like dark. Like it was almost like she was shadowed at first until she was able to come closer. And then I could see her features more, but at first it was very, very dark. And then when the light came forward, it was still very dark, um, but she was still illuminated. And so her skin was like this um, like reddish chocolatey brown color and her features were very wide set. So her body was very um, wide and voluptuous. Her mouth was very wide. Her nose was wide. She had long, wide eyes. Her hair was all wavy and dark. And um, she told me that sometimes we have to go into the shadow to bring forth the light. And when she said that, she transformed and looked completely different. She was, um, her features were a lot more narrow and pointed. Her skin was almost bluish white as, as her hair. Her eyes were like this crystal, crystal blue color and her like chin was more pointed and her nose was more pointed and angular and she just transformed. And then um, that's when I asked her if there was something that I could release from my ancestors and she invited me to go with her. And she kind of gestured behind her and this door appeared and we walked through the door and I enter this beautiful meadow and I see this meadow from time to time when I do visual meditation. So it, it, it was very familiar to me, but it's um, very, like there's lots of hills and it's covered in yellow uh, wildflowers. There's usually like a sunset in the background. There's a few trees, but they're very um, spread apart. And a lot of times when I go here, I go and I rest under one of the trees. But this time we're standing there in the field and she points to this hill and she gestures that the ancestors are on the top of the hill. And it's like she's continuing to ask me or tell me what we're doing as we go. And it felt like she was making sure I wanted to keep going forward. And so when I acknowledged that I wanted to go to the ancestors, we kind of teleported to the top of the hill. We didn't have to walk that far. We were just instantly there. And I'm walking on the top of the hill and off to my distant off like to the sides in my peripherals I can see like desks and there's like people in these desks and they're I can see that they're like writing but I can't fully make them out and it's like when I try to focus on them my attention is diverted um and I can just tell that Haniel is guiding me to look forward and go forward so I change my direction and I look forward and there's this beautiful mirror. I mean, it's ginormous and it's golden and it has intricate patterns just everywhere. It's, it's huge. But the inside of it, instead of it being like a mirror, it's more like it looks like energy, like it's all wavy and um, kind of looks like electricity. And she, we walk to the mirror and she tells me that if I go into the mirror, I will be able to go back to a memory of my ancestors so that I can help release that. And so we went through the mirror and I witnessed um, one of my ancestors' lifetimes um, and what secrets that she um, had to hold for her entire life that really blocked that um, throat and that sacral energy. And um, I don't wanna go into the story in this episode, um, it might be something that I tell you guys later. Um, it's it's very uh, vulnerable. It's very raw. It's very triggering. 
So if that is something that you want, I definitely think it should be a separate episode so people know for sure big trigger warnings. But let me know um, if you guys are interested in hearing what I saw. Um, but what happened is after I was able to experience that memory, I was able to console that ancestor and tell them that it's okay and that you know, I was able to witness for them and that we can release that now. And I had this energetic release and it just felt right. It felt like it was exactly what I needed and what my ancestors needed. And I thought the experience was really cool. So if you guys are interested in hearing more of these stories, if you want to know more um, as I know more, if you're interested in you know, anything, if you have any questions about this, about ancestors, about working with the ancestors, um, just let me know and I will do my best. And if I can't answer those questions for you, then I will find somebody that can. As always, that's why we have these guests on the show. So I hope that um, you liked the story. I've had a few other experiences as well where I've gone into other past lives and released other things, which has been really neat. I think I've had three so far. So if you guys want to hear more of these kind of stories, just let me know. And um, yeah, thanks for being here with me. I'll see you guys on the next one. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with someone you love. And it would mean so much to me if you could rate, review, and subscribe so that the podcast can reach and assist more people. Until next time, I'm sending you so much love.